This is Caitlin Clarkson, and you're listening to Patch Turned Up, coming from the Patch Studio in Spencer, West Virginia. This is episode 15 of the Patch Podcast and show 5 of the Food and Farm series. Today's podcast is Food and Farm with Sierra. Hey, Gail. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Wonderful. I missed you last week. Yeah, you were busy. I know. I'm sorry. It's but, you okay. Know, it's just, you know. You're here now. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit about forest farming. You know anything about forest farming? No, not really. <laughs> not really. Um, so the the buzzword that uh, everyone likes to use is called non-timber forest products. Uh, do you know what that encompasses? I know timber means wood, so it means no go. wood. Man, right there, perfect. That's exactly right. So a lot of people think, hey, I got a bunch of you know acreage of forests. You know, I can harvest. I can harvest the trees and you know get the wood and the profit from that. But there's also other things that you can profit from in your forest as well. So we're talking more about um, things like ginseng, golden steel, you know, ramps. You ever had a ramp? Yeah, they're kind of gross. <laughs> oh, are you, you don't like ramps? No, no. They do have a very strong, I think, acquired taste yeah. is, a, is a, way to, a good way to put it. Or use them sparingly. Yeah. Um, but... But they're very popular, and they're getting even more popular outside mm-hmm. of, of Appalachia, which is which is really really cool and fun. Um, but also, not you know, a lot of people like to think of you know those those botanicals as non-timber forests, but also you know pawpaws. You ever had a pawpaw? No. No, you ever had a pawpaw? No, I don't know that. Is. What about you guys? You ever had a pawpaw? No. No, no pawpaw. I've never heard of that. No. You've never heard of a pawpaw? No. no. I've heard of a ramp though. Okay. Ramps, yeah. Have you had ramps? I have not. Is a ramp and a turnip like the same thing? No, that's not like an onion. A ramp's like an onion. Are, My yes, bad. Yeah, very, very, uh, very potent, powerful onion. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times people like to compare them. It's like an onion and a and a and garlic had a baby. And yeah. There was the ramp. Um, but pawpaws, man, those are like the new hotness. Um, I mean, they've been around forever, but they're they I'm, they taste like banana pudding, kind of. That's kind of Is the, it a vegetable? It's a fruit. Oh. It's a thing, yeah, fruit. But it they grow here in West Virginia. Um, they, you have to wait until they kind of look nasty before you eat them. So a lot of people don't, you know, know. They, they either eat them too early because they're green, um, and they're like, ooh, that's the time. No, you want to wait till they're kind of brown and not very appealing looking. But really, really good. Uh, no shelf life, which is why you don't see them in Walmart or Kroger or anywhere like that. But, um, but really really good uh really good product that uh is catching on i think here as far as people using it in different things which is really cool um i have about 200 pawpaw on my property and not a single one of them fruits i found out that they're probably the same tree so same same mother just kind of shooting off all her little mm-hmm. little babies and if you don't have diversity they will not fruit so um Fun thing, I met a, a lovely uh, gentleman, I'm trying to remember his name, last name Moore, I believe, um, and I think Treehugger Nursery, he's out of Lincoln County, but he does a lot of trees. He does, he grafts uh, persimmon, he does uh, pawpaw, he did shade trees, which I didn't know what a shade tree was, <laughs> right? I never heard of that. It's, um, and I don't even, I can't remember what he's telling me. Apparently they taste like watermelon, but I bought one, we're going to see what happens, um, but I bought I bought a few pawpaw trees, three different varieties that I want to mix in there, and I'm told that mixing those in there, I will get some fruit. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, in a couple years, because I get the flowers, they have like pretty little flowers on them, and then they just fall off, and that's it. 
But um, but anyway, pawpaws are good. Um, also an, an interesting Appalachian-ish, uh, I guess shrub shrubbery or small tree. You ever heard of a chinkapin? What? A chinkapin. A chinkapin. A chinkapin. Yes. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Um, so there is a, a grower, Stephen Ellison, he's down in uh, southern West Virginia, who actually grows these. Uh, he's, a, he's a veteran, and um, I met him actually through uh, Vets and Warriors to Ag, and he, that's what he grows down there. And I actually bought a bunch off him, want to try my hand at them. They're pretty much miniature chestnuts. Which, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the spiky ones? Yes, like the spiky ones. But they're just teeny. They're like teeny little spiky ones. So they're even harder kind of to, to harvest. They can be kind of a pain. But uh, but they, the flavor, I like the flavor better. And uh, great for wildlife, obviously. And knock on wood, he's had resistant to, so chestnut blight's kind of a thing that's going through and, and, and hurting a lot of the plants. But uh, his so far have not seen you know not shown any signs of that so that's really awesome um they're really high producers he uh, i think he got you know this isn't necessarily normal but he got up to five pounds off of one plant which it was an old plant you know if you're if you're starting out you're not going to get that obviously but um really cool thing that i'm you know i'm excited to, to kind of throw into my um my perennial and forest farming uh bag there but uh but yeah there's all these cool things that can grow, you know, perennially that I think people, you know, in West Virginia can take advantage of. Perennial um, and like perennial. annual. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. So which per- one's which? So perennial, you plant and you've got him for several years. He's going to keep coming back mm. year after year. Annual, um, it's going to be something like a sunflower. You know, he, he blooms and then he dies. And oh, then okay. He might now he might reseed himself, which would be really cool. So se- so self seeding annuals. Love self seeding annuals because I'm lazy. If I, if they if they if they do the work for me then <laughs> then we're good but um but yeah no I uh perennial perennial gardening I think is really and integrating perennial gardening in you know into your practices is awesome anything you can as far as you know work you know fruiting trees that sort of thing mm. great 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 things but um but yeah so those are those are some awesome things that uh you can you can kind of do and then let me see what else. As far as forest farming goes, so I do want to kind of bring up, so the West Virginia Forest Farming Initiative. Have you heard of heard of this? <laughs> no, 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 haven't. No, no. So it's actually taking place over in the uh, eastern part of the state, but really, really awesome uh, stuff going on there. They're they're trying to help promote forest farming in the state and help you know get people get people started, get people information on it. Um, there's actually a, so let me see where is it all up. There we go. The West Virginia Forest Farming Expo is May 16th and 17th. It's in Marlinton, West Virginia. And so you're going to get some hands-on workshops there. They're going to talk about forest farming and the non-timber forest prize. And we're talking about. Um, <laughs> there's going to be some vending entertainment and networking opportunities there as well. Um, there's a lot of people in the state that are already doing really, really awesome things in forest farming. So I'm sure they're going to be there to help talk about kind of their journey in the forest farming world. And then there's also on July, there's going to be 10th and 12th, there's going to be a forest herbs weekend. And that's going to take place at the U Mountain Center in Hillsborough, West Virginia, which they're the ones that are kind of doing a lot of the, the work on this. But as far as the, the forest farming initiative goes, it was created to support the development of non-timber forest products in West Virginia, which 
if you look, you know, they have all these great pictorials, which you can't really do on a podcast, but uh, <laughs> they had a really, you know, great picture of the state and kind of, you know, color coded it to the percentage of the state that is private forested land that's owned. And it is a astounding amount of land that is privately owned in West Virginia that is forested. And so, you know, we've, we've got the, we've got the real estate here to kind of, to take advantage of those forest products. So, um, you know, promoting it and making sure that people know about it. Cause a lot of times, you know, when you think of farming, what do you think, what, what's, what are some words that they come to mind when, when someone's like, describe farming to me. Vegetables. Vegetables. All right. Like yeah. growing. Grow. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Raising. Raising, yeah. So, so a lot of times people livestock, you yeah. know, cattle. I guess with farming. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Right. Green. Green. Oh, I like that one. Cause you know, green can be kind of in, you yeah. know, in the forest. I like that. All right. So, but you know, a lot of times people think farming, farming, it's you plant a seed and that's it. You just walk away. It's fine. That's not necessarily the case um, on any front. And the fact that you know. Just looking at my property personally, you know, I have 100 acres, about 20 of it's pasture, and then the rest of it, so about 80 acres of it is wooded. And I think percentage-wise, that's probably on par with what most people's property looks like in West Virginia. You have a little bit of pasture land and then a bunch of probably rather hilly woods, which you're not going to be able to do much on right. besides this lovely forest farming. forest farming. I know, right? So taking advantage of, you know not only you know what you can harvest and sustainably source from the woods but also you know i kind of look at it as a making the the forest healthier and in finding ways to you know incorporate these natural you know native plants that were you know we're here and unfortunately on my property they they got removed a little bit but sustainable and getting it back in there's all is what it's all about so um so that's kind of what they're you know, goal is, is is pushing that out and getting information. They do have some lovely resources, so there are some mini grants for startup and expansion of forest farming businesses. So buying that planting stock or getting certifications, that sort of thing. They also do forest site assessments and uh, and have technical assistance. And then the connections to herbal aggregators, processors, buyers, and then obviously the the hands-on workshops are doing here. So if you go to their website, so which is westvirginiaforestfarming.org I actually went on there the other day and they have a lovely you know you can scroll through all these all the different pages but one page in particular you go on there and there's a list of people who supply these wonderful products to you so um, there's actually one here in Roan County in Spencer West Virginia Roan Grown have you heard of them no so they do a lot of uh, native perennials and uh, they sell at the Capital Market, which is in Charleston. And then I think you can also um, work, you know, obviously you can work directly with them as well. So they, you know, can give you some of those companion plans to get out there. And then, let's see, there were some other really great ones. I know one gentleman I got to speak, or I didn't get to speak, but he spoke at the uh, West Virginia Herb Association conference was Ed Daniels. And he was actually just recently featured in... Um, I'm going to totally butcher this, so whoever's out there listening, please comment and correct me. But I believe it's the Smithsonian did a, did a bit on um, on Appalachian Forest Botanicals, and he is a really big ginseng producer um, and super knowledgeable and really easy to 
approach and, and speak to him. And I'm I'm, ho- I'm hoping that he's kind of gonna gonna be at this training as well. But uh, he's been a really big player on, in the ginseng world. And um, and there's also some work going on right now. You know, trying to figure out what you know policy is going to help kind of make things better for for forest farmers in in Appalachia right now too. So um, if you are out there and you're interested in forest farming or um, have questions about it or anything like that, please comment uh, or reach out to me personally. You can again find me um, through the West Virginia Food and Farm website. Um, but I'd love to get some, you know, interaction here on the podcast on Facebook. Um, please comment, you know, comment with your favorite herb because there's so many out there. What's, what's your favorite herb? Is that like cilantro and oregano stuff yeah, like that? Do, yeah, those could be it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have like probably cilantro. Yeah, like cilantro. Kind of smells like a stink bug, or t- like what it would like <laughs> taste like a, what a stink bug would smell like. But mm. that's okay. So you, do you like it? Or in... basil, basil. I change it. Basil. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. What's yours? As well. It's gonna have to be lavender. I like lavender. That's an herb. Yeah. No. Yeah, totally. You ever ever eaten lavender? No, I smelled it once or twice, a couple times. So there's different kinds of lavender. There's the oil, right? There's the oil kind, and then there's the there's culinary kind, which is a little lighter and not so like doesn't have like the eucalyptoids and stuff in it that are kind of punchy in the face. But uh, oh man, lavender lemonade. Mm. Oh. I know it's so good. And lavender, I made. I've seen. I've done lavender lemon cookies. Um, oh, yeah, lavender's good. Cupcakes, lavender cupcakes. My family had an herb garden once. Really? What? There was this little thing mm-hmm. on the deck, and it was just sat there with herbs, and you cut them off which ones you wanted. Right? Did they come back every year? Um, somewhat. Mm-hmm. Some of them, right? Some do. Right, right, right. Exactly. There's some that come, yeah. I think a lot of times they'll come back every every year. Uh, rosemary. Yeah, we had that. Yeah, some rosemary? Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't had very good luck with mine, but... I have one that he's hanging in there, but I don't know. Maybe it's just where I am. It's it's West Virginia is so diverse in its climates and it's snowing, it, it's snowing and then it's like seventy five. Right, yeah. And you know, if you're in the eastern panhandle you're getting one set of you know, weather and down the mountain and then yeah. right exactly. So but uh but yeah, so I think forest farming's really cool. Uh there I love their where's their where's the slogan? We farm in the shade. I think that's a great slogan. Because it's true. Typically, you know, you're working with those canopy plants, which is... I don't like working in the hot sun all day. Not me neither. Oh. What was it, week in the... Yeah, we got time. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Is there any other questions you have about forest farming? So when did you get into this forest farming? So I've been really interested in it since I purchased my property um, back in 2017, just because you know I had all those acreages of uh, acreages of wood, and I was like, man, you know, I I really want to you know do something beneficial with it, and um, and so I actually great and so uh, Royal Action is one of the um, I guess partners in this in the forest farming initiative. I actually reached out to them. So they're out of Athens, Ohio, and I had um, someone come out and do a forest assessment on my property for free. It was really great. It was awesome. And he came out, and we, I mean, we spent hours walking through the woods, 
and you know identifying companion plants and show you know and talking about you know what trees I had and where you know would be the best place to put you know different forest botanicals if I wanted to um, he did a whole assessment and sent it to me it was really great they also you can also buy ramps ramp mm -hmm. starts from them and stratified ginseng seed so um just yeah really awesome group and so they came out into this assessment i was like sweet i know where i can you know i know where there's some good spots to start growing things um bought, bought some you know I've, I've tried to incorporate some ramps you know some uh golden root that sort of thing um there there are some i will i will kind of caveat here there are some regulations around planting ginseng so um before you do that it's good to um let the it's DNR. DNR needs to know, I think, because they'll come out and do an assessment too to kind of see what you already have, vice, you know, planting stuff because ginseng is protected. Um, it was over harvested and still can be over harvested. And, and so there it's it's regulated a little more strictly than other herbs and botanicals are. Um, but that's kind of how I got into it was, you know, I had woods. I was like, man, I want to do something with it. <laughs> Um, and another thing I totally left off, and all my mushroom friends out there are going to be too uh, bummed if I don't. Mushrooms are also a non-timber forest product. So um, Chicken of the Woods um, is a real popular one here. Chanterelles, uh, morals, um, shiitake. Everybody everybody wants to do shiitake <laughs> mushrooms. Do you like mushrooms? Yeah, I do. Have you ever done like a – they do all these workshops now where they do – where they inoculate logs with mushrooms. Have you ever seen that or done that? No. Yeah, right? Have you, have you done it? Yeah. yeah? yeah. Was it fun? Honestly, like once they started growing, they would all pop up all at once, and then you just—it's out of control, off. right? Yeah, it's just like whoa. How long did you keep yours? Do you know? Uh, a few months, I think. Like we already got them inside the. So wood. you got it pre-inoculated? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's super cool. <laughs> they were actually decent. Right. And we um. Like up behind our house, we found morales and chanterelles. Yeah. Those are really good. Right? I know. So there's there are rules right now on on wild harvesting and selling to the public, but you can always sell. You know, you always cook it for your friends. Um, <laughs> and there's there's things in the works to kind of get that uh, get you certified so that you can wild harvest mushrooms and sell them to the public. But not yet. Still still working that one. But. Um, but yeah, I've been learning as much as I can about that. I just, I really, I'm really excited to try chicken of the woods. I've never tried it before, and you know, being a vegetarian, chicken. I, it's called chicken of the woods. Have you, have you tried it? You like it? Yeah. Those, those ones are huge. Right. Like, and they taste really good. You know, like, I, I'm really, I really want to try some, and I, f I found it, but I found it too late. Is that a mushroom? It is. Yeah. It's yes. A oh. big one. There. Yeah. It's like, the size of a chicken. Oh, I don't know my types of mushrooms. No, it, but they they can get pretty yeah pretty big. But if you find so at least what I was told because I you know like I said I found it after it had lost its color and it was yeah. sad looking and they were like you probably shouldn't eat that. Um, <laughs> probably shouldn't. So, um, <laughs> um, but mark where I found it because chances are it's going to come back next year. So oh. I'm, I marked it and I'm going to come back and I'm going to check and. Hopefully get Find me some of that. Of the Find woods. my chicken of the woods. Yeah, that's right. So um, how can somebody get in contact with you? So um, the West Virginia Food and Farm uh, dot, com or org? 
Hey, Google. Google. If you give us a Google, uh, Western Native <laughs> Food and Farm <laughs> Coalition. Um, and then if you uh, click down on staff, I'm one of the food shed coordinators uh, for Rome County and Ritchie Counties. Uh, and you can, if, if you're not, if you're listening and you're not in Rome, Calhoun, or Ritchie County, you can check, uh, we have four other food check coordinators around the state, so please feel free to reach out to them. And if your state, if your county is not covered by any of us lovely food check coordinators, still reach out. We'll, we'll put you in contact with somebody that can help you out for sure. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to go to that pre-training so that I can help people do their, uh, do their assessments. Oh, there you go. Oh, look at that. WestfordyFoodandFarm.org. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. <laughs> With the assist. <laughs> yeah. This is Caitlin Clarkson, and you just listened to Food and Farm with Sierra with Patch Turned Up. Stay tuned in for more podcasts, music, news, and o- news from other Patch students. Patch, community and children first. <laughs>